one constant through all the years, Ray. The ladies are digging my sweet face. It's the Sexy Voice Show on Beyond the Game. <laughs> Beyond the Game. Beyond the Game. Oh, I hurt them so much. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. You like that? You like that? That's the dumbest thing I could think of. You guys are so young and stupid. No idea who you're talking about. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. That is a career ender. Just like this show. Please clap. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out world. We would be honored if you would join us. Good morning and welcome to the Beyond the Game program. Glad you could be with us. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. It is spring, and if moles are starting to root around your yard, give Town & Country a call at 585-426-5024. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. I'm Rick Benson, here for the next hour with those guys. Zach Barletta is the show's producer, and of course, Darren Metzger and... Well, we're still trying to figure out what it is he's doing over there. <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. Is there a job out there that you'd be willing to do for no pay at all? Yes. What's that? Play baseball. It's a job, right? It's a job. When I was younger, I knew there were guys on the Yankees who were making a lot of money and who weren't hitting any better than I could have. Now, <laughs> now remember, I thought this when I was younger, and I thought, heck, if the club was just willing to cover my expenses like travel and meals, I'd play for free. I could hit, you know, the same 200 for a lot less money. (laughs) One-time Raiders number one draft pick, Jamarcus Russell, who hasn't played in the NFL since 2009, has told Sports Illustrated that he would be willing to play for free for the opportunity to prove himself once again in the NFL. Russell said, whatever it is, I can be a water boy and work my way into a scout team. It doesn't matter. I'll play for free. Russell also told SI that he had written a letter to Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones offering to lead the Cowboys scout team for free for a year in exchange for such an opportunity. It probably makes it a little easier. Russell made more than $36 million in the NFL after he signed a rookie contract for $61 million. He'll be just fine playing for free. Yeah, I think it makes it a little easier to offer. I have no idea of his financial accountability. Maybe he spent it all. I have no idea. But when you've made $36 million, I think it's easier to say, I'll play for free. You kind of feel for the guy a bit, though, don't you? I do. I do feel for him, and I like that he's willing to at least try this. He obviously loves football and misses it. He came into the league with a lot of hype. I mean, he was a number one draft pick after all, Mm -hmm. uh, team's number one draft pick. But then to be a bust is probably a horrible label to carry around, you know? I mean, it's it's one thing for a six-rounder. You didn't make it. There's not a lot of hype surrounding you. But when you're number one draft pick of a team, and you're walking down the street and people say, there's that guy. He never made it. He yep. failed. They label you a failure. I could see why he'd be desperate for one more opportunity to prove himself. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to not set the bar too high. Don't give people reasons to believe in you, and you'll never disappoint them. That's what the Bills do. <laughs> I've always kind of suspected, you guys know this, that I think soccer was of the devil. Without <laughs> a doubt, the Antichrist would rise from within the rank of organized soccer. Well, this week... Argentine soccer club Atletico Tigre 
announced through Twitter that they will introduce what they called the Passion Ticket, a season ticket that is a chip which is implanted into the person's arm. The club says that fans will only need to be near a ticket scanner for the chip to be read, and if their account is current, their bills are paid, the gate will open to the appropriate section of the stadium. It's kind of creepy. Worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. <laughs> Most suspect that the tweet, you know, may have been made in jest, but the last I saw, the team was holding to it and sticking to the story. I'm sure just building it up. That can't be serious, right? I hope not. That's, that is really creepy. That is very creepy. To play with the big boys, you need to act like a big boy. When you act like a child, you get told to go play with the little boys. Well, apparently, Detroit Tigers outfielder Tyler Collins never got the message. Well, I bet he understands it now. Think classy, you'll be classy. If you win 20 in the show, you can let the fungus grow back on your shower shoes and the press will think you're colorful. Until you win 20 in the show, however, means you're a slob. The Tigers announced this past Wednesday that they have optioned the outfielder to minor league Toledo. This just days after he flipped off the home crowd after they booed him when he lost a ball in the lights. Now, I want to be careful about being too hard on Collins because we all react poorly at times and then regret it later. True. But my man went from zero to 60 in five seconds. The boos had no sooner started to be heard, and out came the one-finger salute. <laughs> I mean, it was immediate. There seemed to be no hesitation. It's just, here's what I think of you, fans. For their part, the Tigers have not said that the decision to demote Collins has anything at all to do with flying the bird, and of course they're never going to say that, right? But I, never, think that, I think it could be read between the lines, though, right? If you're hitting 405, then it makes it hard to send the cat down for something like this. But, man, when you're hitting an even 100, you've gone <laughs> two for 20, it makes it real easy. It's a no-brainer after you flip off the home fans. You just gave them a big, solid reason to send you down right there. Major League Baseball announced, however, that it would not suspend the outfielder for his gesture, which just got me thinking. That must really frost the fanny of one Jonathan Papelbon. You might recall who was suspended seven games back in 2014 for a very animated crotch grab towards fans after they booed him after he blew a save. Umpire Joe West had seen the gesture at that time, and he ejected Papelbon. And when Papelbon confronted West, he bumped him. Now, I don't know. I don't remember if his suspension was because of the bump or if it was because of the gesture, but seven games would be excessive for either one. Do you think they maybe looked at his batting average and were like, this kid suffered enough, we're not going to suspend him? <laughs> maybe. A fan video went viral this week. Well, at least among New York Knicks fans it did anyway. It was intended to be humorous, but was instead in extremely poor taste and was even a little uncomfortable to watch. Now, I understand I'm looking at this from a perspective being a believer in Christ. But even if you just had some semblance of God, and weren't really a true believer, I, I would think this video would have been a bit unsettling. The video is called Porzingod, and is a parody which deifies Nick star Chris Sapp Porzingis and portrays him as Messiah. Now, I know some will be quick to say, ah, it's just a parody, it's all done and fun, but man, there are some limits to having fun and some things which are never okay to make light of. The third commandment, as found in Exodus 20, verse 7, says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. 
This means that his name should never be taken lightly. It should always be revered whenever it's uttered. And I think that has some far-reaching implications. No profane or idle use of the name of God is allowable. It's sinful. Any use of it, whether it be in profane or whether it's just idly uttered. I tell you the truth. If you take the commandment as it was understood by generations before us, even offering God bless you after someone sneezes could be construed as taking his name in vain because you're not really talking about him or thinking about him. His name is just used almost involuntarily as part of a reaction to something. But such dialogue in this video, as we remember and worship the holy family of Ewing, Starks, Oakley, and, and other names they went on, is it's clearly ir irreverent. It's frankly, it's very disturbing. And even if it's just an attempt to be humorous, it's just, man, it's wrong on a lot of levels. And there's plenty more to be offended by, and I'm not at all really easily offended. Heck, I'm, I'm not offended at times when I probably should be, and that speaks to my shame. The film short premiered at Tribeca Film Festival. It features John, I can never pronounce his name, Luguiziano? Luguiziano. Luguiziano. Yeah, okay, there you go. But what a difference a year makes, though, on, on the other hand, right? Remember when Nick fans booed when he got drafted? Crushed him. Now he's one of the top-selling jerseys in the league. Fans are calling him the savior of the franchise who will lead the team for years to come. Even beyond this hideous video, this is... Did you guys see it? No. I, no. I didn't even know It made me uncomfortable. About. It really did. Just watch. And again, I say, I, I'm looking at it from the perspective of a believer, but man, it just seems so irreverent. We're glad to have you along this morning on Beyond the Game coming up on today's program. We're going to talk about a little bit about Dan Boyle, the Rangers defenseman who had a legendary reaction after the Rangers got eliminated when he went off on some reporters. We'll also review our playoff picks, how we did in the first round. And I'll tell you what both frosts my fanny and was the most awesome thing I saw this week. All coming up on today's Beyond the Game. Title sponsor of Beyond the Game is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Town & Country has been in business for nearly three successful decades. They know how to get the job done. Covering Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, Albany, Watertown. Well, just about any place that you can pick up this radio station is a place Town & Country Pest Solutions takes on pests and critters of all kinds. Town & Country technicians are friendly, professional, and most important, knowledgeable. Have a bed bug problem or just want to check and make sure that you don't? Call Town & Country. Bees, wasps, roaches, ants, bats, mice, you name it. Call Town & Country. Even raccoons and larger animals. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. And let their team of professionals handle whatever pest problem you may have. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions at 585-426-5024 or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. I've been telling you about McAfee's Remodeling Company on this show for a long time. They're family-owned and have been in business for nearly two decades. They're great for all your interior and exterior home remodeling needs, but they also do much more. McAfee's Remodeling is now proud to offer Hydro Garden construction to help you become more self-sufficient by growing food in your own home year-round. And they are now proud to be offering skylights and light tunnel installation. Light tunnels bring more healthy, natural light into your home, allowing you to use less artificial light and save on electricity. 
So give McAfee's Remodeling a call at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. The Home Depot has found a way to put more drill on your patio with less cash from your pocket. The Huntington two-burner gas grill with side burner for just $119. You save 20 bucks, and you get a rust-resistant cast aluminum cookbox with a 10-year warranty, a handy side burner, and enough cash left over for a nice thick ribeye or two. Bring on spring with the Huntington two-burner gas grill, just $119, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valen Connell, U.S. only. See store for details. Sitting here waiting for the the vocals, but I guess they're not coming, are they? No, not so much. Kevin Welcome back to Beyond you. the Game. Sorry, sorry, Darren. I was just talking while you know, just just doing my job just, over here, and you decided to, that was an annoying beat. No, no, go like, say it. you had something to say. Say what you no, want. I to figure say. I'm going to say it now. Why not? Make I, it make it your show. I already interrupted you, so I may as well keep going. Yeah, how about it? This it's is great bad. radio, guys. It's my bad. <laughs> What were you going to say? What was so critical that you had this? Well, you were talking about the the song. I'm like, this is a really annoying beat without the vocals. I did not like it. It was very important. I had to say it. And yeah, now we've I'm, wasted I'm, we've wasted an entire minute going over this. I, I'm glad you got that out, you moron. I should have just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> I have told you guys so many times, I hate making predictions. You guys love to do it. We always end up doing it. We predict everything. Because like every other sports show. They are nothing more than educated guesses. This is what makes sports so great. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We picked the NHL playoffs. We picked the NBA playoffs. And I'm telling you, we couldn't be any further off. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Making sports predictions is like a circus act. Every year the Blackhawks win, although I, I think this is the year that the Blues knock the Blackhawks out. I say the Blackhawks again. Nashville has no shot, right? No shot. No shot at all. I mean, that's almost possibly a sweep. Yeah, the Sharks, uh, another team that has pretty much no chance. Yeah, I got, I got the Kings in five. Man, you guys aren't giving the Sharks enough credit because if they send some blood in the water, they're going <laughs> to swarm. Oh, no. <laughs> the Capitals are winning that series. They're just so much better than the Flyers, but they'll go yeah. six or seven. I don't. I think it's a sweep. And it could be just because of my how much I loathe the Flyers. But I have the Capitals sweeping that series. But I think the Rangers will win. You picked the Rangers? I did. I think the Panthers are going to make a run. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Nashville has no shot. <laughs> they just beat the Anaheim Ducks four games to three. Talked about San Jose Sharks. Zach, you or I gave them no shot. They just beat the Kings in five games, and the only one got it right is the idiot at the end of the table who was doing it in jest. Florida's going to go on a roll. Yeah, rolling on home after losing to the Islanders in six. Yeah, what did they score, four goals in the series? They were pretty bad. And then I picked the Rangers, who just went out the door in five games. Oh, my goodness. This is, But this is what makes sports so much fun to watch. Who would have really thought? outside Nashville that you had a shot at beating the Ducks. Weren't the Ducks the one seed? I believe so. I mean, and, and they had been on such a roll for nah, most of the No, they couldn't have been because Dallas would have been, right? They would have been the one out west. 
doesn't matter. The top, the, you're you're looking at the top of the conference against the bottom of the conference. And I think didn't you? I think you and I, or at least you, had them in the Cup Finals in your bracket. Like <laughs> they were heavy favorites. Yeah. They, thanks for reminding yeah. me. I did. I had the Kings winning the Stanley Cup, and well, they're home playing golf after losing in five game five games. Oh my goodness! And then. We did the basketball ones, too, so we don't build Darren up too much, who is taking full credit, by the way. He's making fun, having a laugh, making a joke about the Sharks, and now he's taking full credit that he picked them. I did. Well, you you had a pick about Boston and Atlanta. Yes, I did. I got Atlanta sweeping them, actually. They have a, they have a very well-coached team. They're a good team. Boston, I don't think, is ready. Yeah, it was looking good after two games, but not anymore. But it's definitely not a sweep. And no, it is not. Boston's hanging in there. I only got one wrong. You guys just got the entire segment wrong about how. Not the entire. We both had Tampa Bay. I actually, <laughs> I actually went five for eight. So really, I did all right. You would know that. What did I do? I picked one, two, three correctly in in hey, the NHL. At least you have. But three. you also said this, Darren, in basketball. Miami's roster. They had a great second half. They got experience. You can't beat experience. They're they're gonna roll over Charlotte. Yeah, can't hide from that one. <laughs> <laughs> that Apparently wrong, you can beat experience. <laughs> the Hornets up 3-2 at the time we're recording this. Notice the hat I'm wearing tonight? I, yeah, you do have Buzz City hat. I do. Look at you. But playoff predictions, any type of predictions. It's a crapshoot, man. It's just an, It's really an uneducated guess. Mm-hmm. And we're going back and having a little fun at ourselves because of our picks. They never do that on the big networks. No. You never hear them go back. They make these predictions, but you don't remember what they pick because nope. they never go back and, and share a laugh at themselves. Oh, no. I saw a tweet by Skip Bayless uh, when he said Derek Fisher would prove to be a much better coach than Steve Kerr. I haven't seen him own that one. He just lets it ride, man. You give Derek Fisher the lineup that Steve Kerr has and give Steve Kerr the lineup, give him the Knicks. True. But I mean, there's a little bit to that. But as we're sitting here right now, who would you say you'd want to have coach your team? Oh, yeah, you're definitely going to want Steve Kerr coaching your team. And now it's time for the most awesome thing I saw this week. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of the team. I don't believe what I just saw. Yes, that's awesome. I probably shouldn't tell you this story, and it's awesome in the sense that it was just humorous to me. You guys know I work at the sports park, and it's a sports complex, soccer fields, baseball fields, and we also have a Chinese exchange student staying with us who's playing on a baseball team. I'm sitting in my office, and he comes running up. He's dressed in his school uniform. He comes running up. I'm thinking something's wrong, and he comes flying in my office and says that I have to help him that... I have to do something about this thing. I'm like, well, do something about what thing? He says, I was changing my pants, getting into my uniform, and I dropped my phone into the bathroom water. <laughs> I said, the bathroom water? And he's pointing to the porta potty. Oh, no. What, oh, do you want, no. what do you want me to do about it? He well, well, help me. I, I, you got to get it out. Nope. No. <laughs> you got to get it out. He's got it. And it's a nice Apple phone. I don't care. You. Burn Latest it and start model. over. Burn exactly it and start right. over, man. So we go down there and we got one of those long, you know, <laughs> things you pick up garbage and trash and, you know, just a squeezer handle. So we tried that. I said, here, you can go in there and he's fishing. <laughs> <around>. <laughs> and he, he lifts it up and, 
it can't pick it up. It keeps sliding off because there's stuff on it, and it's and it's he- it's too heavy for the thing. Leave it. I get him a garbage bag, oh. and I said, "Listen, put the garbage bag over your arm, oh. up to your shoulder, and bro, you got to reach in and get it." So there again, he's fishing around. <laughs> oh no! And he finds it, and he holds it up, <laughs> and out of the phone. Comes this blue water. <laughs> Dude, it ain't turning back on, man. And he, and he, and he's pushing the button. Hasn't even cleaned it off. Hasn't taken the garbage bag off yet. Pushing the button because he's so curious to see if it's going to work. The poor guy is distraught. So we go up and, and we get it wiped down. And he, he wants, before we even, I, I miss this point. He hands me no. the grabber thing. <laughs> I don't want the, that. Whoa, whoa, just throw it in the garbage. <laughs> I want no part of it. First of all, I don't want any part of this phone. He he toweled it all down. He wiped it off. He was disturbed because as he's cleaning it, more the water <laughs> keeps coming out from inside. That thing ain't working again, man. He's currently got it in rice, hoping that does, does nope. it. But let me tell you, when he held it up and all that blue water <laughs> was coming out, he says, don't, I'm laughing. I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, in, in a kind of cynical way. I, I probably shouldn't. Don't laugh. It's not funny. And of course he's laughing too as he's telling me not to laugh. <laughs> but then he says, will you tell your friends? Absolutely. <laughs> tell I said, Rochester. I've already told Marlene and I'm going on the radio to tell this story. <laughs> You've told some great stories about him, man. It could be a whole show of laughter just telling stories. I'm Rick Benson. They're those guys. You're listening to Beyond the Game. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country, Pest Solutions. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Home Depot has found a way to put more drill on your patio with less cash from your pocket. The Huntington two-burner gas grill with side burner for just $119. You save 20 bucks, and you get a rust-resistant cast aluminum cook box with a 10-year warranty, a handy side burner, and enough cash left over for a nice thick ribeye or two. Bring on spring with the Huntington two-burner gas grill, just $119, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid Connell, U.S. only. See store for details. Title sponsor of Beyond the Game is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Town & Country has been in business for nearly three successful decades. They know how to get the job done. Covering Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, Albany, Watertown. Well, just about any place that you can pick up this radio station is a place Town & Country Pest Solutions takes on pests and critters of all kinds. Town & Country technicians are friendly, professional, and most important, knowledgeable. Have a bed bug problem or just want to check and make sure that you don't? Call Town & Country. Bees, wasps, roaches, ants, bats, mice, you name it. Call Town & Country. Even raccoons and larger animals. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. And let their team of professionals handle whatever pest problem you may have. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions at 585-426-5024 or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. 
They fear nothing but God. Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view. Barry Bonds never took steroids. It's a faith-based sports radio program. Don't ruin it by being an idiot. Highlighting the stories and the people of faith. Have a high moral standard. It's not a faith program that includes sports. It's a sports talk show rooted in faith-based principles. How silly can you get? You want to heckle blind people? That would make me soil my pants. Dude. Welcome back to the show, recording in the BTG studios in Rochester, New York. Here is your host, Rick Benson. Welcome back to Beyond the Game. Glad to have you with us. Johnny Manziel was officially indicted by a grand jury this week on a misdemeanor charge over the alleged domestic violence incident against his ex-girlfriend. Man, is there a greater example anywhere on the planet of someone wasting their talent and opportunities. We could do a regular show just talking about this guy's issues, how not to live your life. The Johnny Screw-Up show, it could be called. (laughs) But, you know, I I just don't want to talk about him. I'm really sick of hearing about him. I've definitely burned out on Johnny Manziel at this point. Oh, yeah. We've talked about him so much. He's given us so much much material, really, to talk about. People think that this is that show, the Johnny Screw-Up show. The NFL draft was Thursday night. How did people watch this? I mean, good job by the NFL or ESPN or whoever it is that dupes sports fans into thinking they're watching a sporting event, but isn't this the same thing as standing around watching kids on a playground choose sides for a game of kickball? <laughs> Man, I hope little Billy's team trades up to pick the fat kid. <laughs> whoever it, trades up to pick a fat kid. What, what exactly are you watching? Somebody walks to the podium and picks a guy. Then they spend the next several minutes telling you why this player will or will not succeed in the NFL. Like they know. Giving details right down to his preferred breakfast cereal. <laughs> I mean, good night, man. Why Why do you care? Don't you know you've been tricked into watching endless commercial breaks? Their analysis isn't, isn't even right much of the time, as you said, like they know. Mm. Like we talked about earlier. They never go back and talk about where they missed. No way. They just talk about it, and then it's forgotten. But you're essentially watching product advertisements with breaks to announce what team just picked the guy, a guesses from some slick-haired trickster who's venturing a guess on how the player's career will turn out. Won't your phone notify you immediately? It is 2016. Don't you have a phone? Unless you're my Chinese exchange student. <laughs> Don't you have a phone that notifies you? <laughs> yes, I do. I know exactly who was picked first, second, third, fourth, and so on within minutes. The stupid thing has become a television bonanza. What is wrong with you people? I don't want to talk about that either. It's dopey. You know what we could talk about? We could talk about your, Zach, your guy, Zach. Dan Boyle of the New York Rangers. Rumors circulating about possible retirement. I guess he goes out with a bang, doesn't he? He sure does. We play the audio, but it's not exactly family friendly. There's a lot of bleeps in there, so. The morning after the Rangers had been eliminated, and after what may turn out to actually be Boyle's last game, almost certainly last game with the Rangers, but very Mm -hmm. possibly last game of his career, he finally had enough with two reporters in particular. Rangers beat reporters Larry Brooks and Brett Again, what's his last I think name? It's Sir Gallus. Sir Gallus. And he went into a profanity laced tirade demanding that the men be removed from the room. Boyle made a point to say that it was just these two guys and that others could stay and how much he respected many of the others. I saw the video. 
I saw legendary hockey reporter Stan Fischler standing right next to Boyle. Boyle wasn't insisting that Fischler leave. Why? Because Fischler handles himself with class, he's fair, and he's honest in his reporting. And even when being critical, Fischler is fair and knows when he has sufficiently made his point and when he can back off. Some reporters are so desperate to make a name for themselves or get people talking about their columns that they they become almost like shock jocks of radio, you know? Mm-hmm. I have no, I have no idea what these two reporters have done in the past. You follow the Rangers, Zach. What, what was his beef with them? A lot of the beef with Rangers reporters in general is that they pick specific players that they don't like, and they will really pile on those guys and guys that have been with the team for a long time, like you know Dan Girardi, who I like to rail on, get a free pass even though they're terrible because they're favorites of those reporters. So basically, Dan Boyle. Didn't give them good interviews, so they just piled and piled and wrote slam piece after slam piece on him, and he's had enough of it. That's what it appeared to me, because he really selected these two guys, and he went off. And and I'm not defending Dan Boyle's actions, but, oh my goodness, sometimes reporters just go too far. Any reporter worth their salt knows how to make their point and leave it there. That's classy. That's Stan Fischler. I'm certain nobody wishes he could have played better than Dan Boyle does. I'm sure the rest of the team wishes they had gone farther. It's so easy for reporters to rip a guy, or even for us, the general public, to talk about players or celebrities. And, you know, we got to stop to remember that these people are human beings. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's they have feelings. Eventually, they've had enough, and they may eventually respond out of character, as Boyle did. No doubt he could have handled that better. Like I said, I'm not defending. My point is that reporters are disrespectful. They're inappropriate in their treatment of players. I get why he would get angry. You you just said he's a he's a human being and it's gonna happen and he blew up. That might happen, but you just gave these two beat reporters, you just gave them more ammo. They only have a job because you are good at your job. They cover you. They watch you perform your job every night. You already win because they only have a job because of you. So why? Would you lose your mind like that and blow up? It happens. You all, you do your job every day, and eventually you run into somebody, and you know you're just gonna see, you're gonna be in a convenience store for five minutes. Why do you let them get to you? But sometimes people just true. You've reached a point where that's enough. And these reporters, they're using these athletes to just, you know, again. And I know there's they got to sell newspapers. But sometimes they treat these guys unfairly just to get Skip Bayless. We mention him so often on the show. He says things that I can't imagine he believes, but he says them to get a response. Mm -hmm. These guys treat some of these athletes like dirt. Mm -hmm. And the athletes finally get to a point where they've had enough. Interestingly enough, Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors offered quite a contrast in dealing with reporters. To be fair... Green's team had not just been eliminated, and of course, his future playing career was not in question. Okay, uh, Draymond, uh, here's an interesting question. So last year, you visited us. Uh, Game three, there's no flood. You win. Game four, there was flood. You you lose. And this year, you visit us. Game three, there's a flood. You win. Game four, there's no flood. uh, uh, No, game three, three, there's flood. You you lose. Game four, there's... Uh, no flood, you mean? Brother, so, you, you mean? asked me about the flood in practice the other day, you know, and I um, I, I said I pray for the city of Houston because you don't want to see anyone go through that. 
I feel like you keep trying to get at like us hitting threes or something, and you're trying to get a controversial statement out of me. But you're not, because I feel sorry for the people of Houston. People are losing their homes, losing their cars, losing their lives, losing loved ones, and you're trying to get a controversial statement out of me about the threes we're hitting. I know what you're getting at, but you're not getting that out of me. It's It sucks. If I was from Houston, I'd do anything I can to help the city out. And I'm sure some of those guys are going to do what they can to help the city out. And I guess that's long enough. I'm sure that makes the point. I'm not sure I fully understand what the reporter was trying to ask. Actually, I'm not sure anyone else, including himself, (laughs) knew what he was asking. Or what language he was asking it in. It was clearly some unfortunate attempt to make light of a very difficult situation there in Houston and tie it to the Warriors' presence there. It wasn't the it wasn't the time and the place that this reporter should have he should have realized that and what's happening there to many families. I mean, that's no laughing matter. By the way, this gentleman was fired. Um, I gotta think there was a cultural thing there. He was covering as part of a. He was a Chinese man covering it for a Chinese publication, and there had to be some sort of cultural gap because mm-hmm. the whole the way that went down was just so awkward. But Draymond Green was professional and spot on in his response. He wasn't disrespectful. He wasn't cruel. He definitely made his point, and he left it there. He showed compassion. He expressed sympathy for those who were suffering. He gave proper perspective, and he gave great context to the situation. Draymond Green handled the question well. Dan Boyle's reaction to a reporter was, well, not quite as good. (laughs) But again, this is not necessarily about Dan Boyle. Remember Jim Rome? Remember when he interviewed Jim Everett years ago? This was before Jim Rome was somebody, and he kept calling him Chris. And Jim tells him, you know, you tell me, call me that again. I dare you. I dare you. (laughs) And after a while, Everett came through the table to try to get at Rome. You know, it's just like, Remember that cartoon where the little dog is just snip, snip, snip at the big dog, you know? And and you just get that. That's what Jim Rome was trying to do. Just nipping at the heels of Everett, trying to get a reaction so that it gets played on YouTube. And here it is years later, and everybody's familiar with that video. You know what statement I always hate from reporters? I had to ask the question. No, you didn't. Exactly. They ask an insensitive question at an emotional time looking for a response that will get themselves some attention without any regard to how it affects how it affects an athlete, how they might respond. And they justify it by saying, well, I had to ask the question. I was just doing my job. And as you said there, you don't have to answer the question. The Bible says in Romans twelve eighteen, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. The verse seems to imply that it may not always be possible, yet it should be our goal and we should do all that we can to accomplish it, to find peace with somebody else. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount on in Matthew 5, 9, that blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Well, we're to seek after peace. Sometimes it's not up to us. It doesn't always depend on us. Others may continue to strive against you, They may continue to persecute you. It would seem that's how the Rangers reporters were treating Dan Boyle, don't don't you think? Oh, I think so. You know, he I don't know if he said, Hey man, knock it off or anything like that. I don't I didn't see how the whole thing came about, but 
it just seemed like they kept nipping at his heels. They kept persecuting him, and eventually he, he just wasn't able to find peace with him. Fortunately, we are not responsible for somebody else's actions. However, we are accountable for our own conduct toward them. Most certainly, we have a responsibility to avoid provoking people. Boyle's behavior in the locker room would be an example of that. As I said, I didn't see how it started, but I've heard Boyle just sort of went off when he saw the guy's face. Psalm 34:14 says, Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. As believers in Christ, it's worthy to remember that we are in contrast to the world. Oftentimes, people may attack us, but we need to remember that it's not necessarily us they hate, but the light of Christ within us. Jesus said in John fifteen eighteen and 19, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. In verse 19, if you, were a, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. There's no just cause for the world to hate Jesus or his followers, but they do. And they do because... Their sin is exposed, and it bothers them. But let's make an attempt. Let's see if we can seek after peace as much as is possible. Let's make a commitment towards that. If all believers made an extra effort and didn't allow their pride to drive their response, I'm sure a greater impact would be made for the cause of Christ. And churchgoers might just be seen in a somewhat different light. And and maybe getting people, lost people, to accept our invitations to church might not be so difficult. I'm Rick Benson. This is Beyond the Game. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Beyond the Game is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Town & Country has been in business for nearly three successful decades. They know how to get the job done. Covering Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, Albany, Watertown, well, Just about any place that you can pick up this radio station is a place Town & Country Pest Solutions takes on pests and critters of all kinds. Town & Country technicians are friendly, professional, and most important, knowledgeable. Have a bed bug problem or just want to check and make sure that you don't? Call Town & Country. Bees, wasps, roaches, ants, bats, mice, you name it. Call Town & Country. Even raccoons and larger animals. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. And let their team of professionals handle whatever pest problem you may have. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions at 585-426-5024 or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. I've been telling you about McAfee's Remodeling Company on this show for a long time. They're family-owned and have been in business for nearly two decades. They're great for all your interior and exterior home remodeling needs, but they also do much more. McAfee's Remodeling is now proud to offer Hydro Garden Construction to help you become more self-sufficient by growing food in your own home year-round. And they are now proud to be offering skylights and light tunnel installation. Light tunnels bring more healthy natural light into your home, allowing you to use less artificial light and save on electricity. So give McAfee's Remodeling a call at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. 
Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. You're listening to Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view. Beyond the Game is listener-supported. You can help by making a one-time gift or perhaps even committing to a monthly pledge amount. And if you own a business, consider advertising during the Beyond the Game program and promote your business to large audiences of both sports fans and people of faith. Please join us as we seek to encourage, equip, and evangelize through Sports Talk Radio. Visit our website at btgprogram.com for more information or make a donation via PayPal Secure Servers. Beyond the Game thanks you for both your financial and prayerful support. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready now. Go, can't go, but don't you step on my blue suede shoes. Well, you can do anything but the over my blue suede shoes. Welcome back to the show. Benson, Barletta, and Metzger. It's part of the show where we do shenanigans. Zach is going to give us some sort of statement, and we're either going to agree or call shenanigans on it. So, Zach, start us off. When Yankees pitcher Nate Ivaldi took a no-hitter into the seventh on Monday night, I was faced with a dilemma whether to text you guys about it or not. Truth or shenanigans, you personally never mention a no-hitter until it's over. I agree. I never do. But I have no real good reason for that. Obviously, I don't believe in superstition, but... I do play along because it's a baseball tradition. I was watching the game, and I was going to text you guys, but I stopped myself. Although Ken Singleton mentioned it about 167 times during the (laughs) broadcast, and he kept saying, don't shoot the messenger. But yes, I agree. For no other reason than just keeping the tradition. By the way, I never step on the foul line either. That's also something you shouldn't do. And I agree with this. Truth. Never under any circumstance do you mention the no-hitter. The fact that you guys even thought about texting, uh, I blame you for him failing to get it. You don't talk about it. You don't even think about it. You ignore it completely. So, truth. Well, no, wait a minute. You're blaming us because totally we thought about you. it? You thought about it. No, I didn't think about texting you Oh, you're you guys. so full of... Did not think about <laughs> texting you guys. Um, I agree. I'm not a superstitious person, but baseball is really just a superstitious sport. We have so many things like jumping over the foul lines, mentioning no-hitters, stuff like that. Um, They're traditions to me. They're not superstitions. Exactly. I could think back to a day when a Yankee pitcher had a no-hitter going, and I texted you guys, and he gave up a hit to the next batter. And after that, nope, I will never mention it. But you thought about it this past week. Yeah, well, but I didn't. Well, what about Ken Singleton? I mean, over and over, he kept saying it. I think the the announcers get a pass because they have to mention it. That's part of their job. They're the only ones that get a pass. Yeah, I guess you're right. Moving on. Tom Brady's Deflategate suspension was upheld this weekend, and Brady is reportedly mulling his options for appeal. Truth or shenanigans, Tom Brady will actually serve some or all of his suspension this time. I am so sick of this story. At this point, Brady looks like a whiny, spoiled brat. I hope he serves all four games and loses his job because the backup's playing so well. (laughs) Why is the U.S. government getting involved in this? They don't have more important things to worry about than football? I mean, Golden Boy Tom will somehow figure a way out of this and not serve a game. Now, can this story please go away? I call shenanigans. uh, It's Tom Brady and the Patriots. Until I see Tom Brady, like, literally locked up 
in a jail cell on opening day, I'm just going to assume he'll find a way to get out of it. You know, you said serve some or all of a suspension. I agree. I think he'll serve some of it. Like everybody else, I'm tired of the story, too. I wish it would just go away, but it keeps coming back like a dog to its vomit. I suspect that nobody wants this dragged out anymore. Nobody wants this because everyone looks bad. A growing number of owners are said to even be annoyed with Goodell for allowing this to be in the headlines again. So I imagine, even though I've been seeing reports to the contrary, I still think there's going to be some sort of settlement this time around. I hear the fans and the talk show hosts who are suggesting that Brady just serve it and get it over us, get it over with. But would you? Of course not. And and what about this? What if he is innocent? I don't know if he is or isn't. It would seem he's not, but what if he is? Why should he serve it and get it over with? I feel like at this point they want to half punish him for just not even cooperating with the investigation. Well, maybe so, and that's why I think that he'll serve some of it. I'd be surprised if he serves all of it, but who knows? Yankees manager Joe Girardi is correct in saying that infield shifts are an illegal defense and should be banned. I say shenanigans. If it were illegal, I don't know, uh, wouldn't they have stopped it? (laughs) Obviously, he doesn't like it because they can't hit water if they fell out of a boat against it. What a hypocrite, by the way. The Yankees employ the shift as much as anybody, more than most. They're just terrible at it. Yeah, they are. (laughs) If everyone jumped off a bridge, would you? But, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I see his point. I don't like it, and it may go against the spirit of the rule, which is what he's, but it's not illegal. It's not illegal. As I said, when George Brett hit the pine tar homer, the the spirit of the rule in sports is just dumb. The rule is the rule. You play by it. If you don't like it, change the rule. Here's what you do. Bun it up the third base line for crying out loud. You know, adapt, improve. I'm telling you, if you dropped it up the line enough times, they're going to stop shifting on you. But as you found out, Darren, in your Baseball league practice. I guess bunting's not as easy, is it? My face hurts a little bit. You bunted one off your face. I sure (laughs) did. (laughs) Please tell me there's video of this somewhere. No. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I call shenanigans. I think I'm a Girardi fan, but I think that's stupid. Anything you can do to give yourself a strategic advantage, you've got to do it because the other guy's going to do it. So, you're a professional baseball player. Go the other way. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Girardi sounds like a big baby here. Would he be saying this if he didn't have to share a McCann and Beltron on his team? They're incredibly inept at going the other way. They're major league hitters. They should be more than one-trick ponies. Shenanigans. Stop whining, Joe. Go out and win some ballgames. The first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs is more entertaining than the first round of the NBA playoffs. I I sadly have to agree with this, and I haven't watched a minute of the NHL playoffs. The first round of the NBA playoffs has been 90% hot garbage. I'm surprised to hear that from Darren, but I do agree. I I 100% agree. In fact, even in the NHL postseason, even the mismatches are entertaining. You know, and like we talked about earlier. find out by the the way. Yeah, we saw two guys that we literally said had no chance, and they won their series. Like, it's just anything really can happen. And I feel like in the NBA playoffs, that's definitely not the case. Yes, I agree. The Stanley Cup playoffs is more entertaining. Of course it is. It's more entertaining than the first round of any sports playoffs. The Stanley Cup playoffs, to me, are the best postseason in sport. It has the best trophy, 
It has the best traditions. It even has the coolest names. Mm-hmm. It's not the postseason. It's not it's not the hockey playoffs. The ending, it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right. In the Rockies-Pirates game on Tuesday night, DJ LeMahieu was called out at home plate, but TV replays showed he was safe. However, the Rockies had already lost their challenge, so they were unable to appeal. Truth or shenanigans, scoring plays in baseball should be automatically reviewed just like in the NFL. Man, I call shenanigans on these questions because you're supposed to send us these as the week is going on, and Benson and I clearly did not get this question. I did get it. We'll just skip this one. <laughs> no, 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 no need, no need. I think I can answer this. I agree if it's not going to hold up the pace of the game. Because, yeah, scoring does matter. So if you want to review it automatically, as long as you're not slowing the game down, that's fine with me. I don't think you need to review every scoring play. Maybe close ones, but how do you pick which ones you're going to review? So, no, I, I say shenanigans. I think maybe I should have worded it better. I wouldn't I wouldn't want it to be every scoring play is automatically reviewed. But if it's a really close play, just make sure that they got it right. But uh, Then you have to define what makes a close play. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's a slippery slope. I agree. I think scoring a run obviously is the most important thing that happens on a baseball field. You want to make sure you get that right. And it was a huge play in that game. Uh, I'm not like super militant about it, but I, I think that it should be reviewed. Last but not least, Eagles quarterback Sam Bradford is right to demand a trade from Philadelphia. Shenanigans. I don't think he has a right to demand a trade. However, he can request one. If he's unhappy and you think you'll be happier in another situation... Go to the people who can make that happen. Tell them how you feel, but demand it? No. I'll tell you, if I were the Eagles, I'd have to have been blown away to trade him. How, how is it in their best interest to trade him? It's not. I also call shenanigans. Sam Bradford has shown some glimpses of possibly being that franchise quarterback, but he's not sustained it. I just think he's played two full seasons in the five or six that he's been a quarterback in the league. So, dude, just keep your mouth shut, play football, be happy you're on a team. I call shenanigans, too. He's got a two-year deal, and honestly, he's in a perfect position to be the starter while being a mentor for the for uh, Carson Wentz. He just signed the contract. Deal with it, man. Mentor the kid, and, and everything's going to be fine. Let's stick with this for just a moment. On last week's show, I sort of defended Sam Bradford after the story broke that he was angry that the Eagles are traded up in the draft to get a quarterback. And I said, who wouldn't be upset? Mm -hmm. Of course. What I said, though, or at least what I was trying to say anyhow, is that if you're sort of, if it's a sort of internal anger, it fuels you, it motivates you to want to excel even more, then I I don't think that's a sinful anger. Yeah, I think you can get upset in certain situations. Use it to drive you. Play with a chip on your shoulder, as I say. I gave several examples from Scripture where, People were angry. Both David and Nehemiah were angry because of ungodly people or sinful situations. Even Jesus was angry as well over sinful situations. And I cautioned against it being a selfish anger or one that brought out childish or sinful responses. We are never justified to sin in our responses to to those situations that bother us. Well, as this story continues to evolve and becomes more public, it's really hard to defend Bradford. And, of course, I speak without having full knowledge or access to Bradford's feelings, but it sure seems more and more that his anger is based on selfishness. It's not about motivation or drive or focus. looks to me like it's about not getting what he wants. His agent said this week that Sam wants an opportunity 
where he can be a long-term starter somewhere. Why? Has he performed on the field at a level where you'd want to commit to him long-term as your quarterback? Nope. Not even close. And that's not how it works in sports anyway. Like it or not, it's a dog-eat-dog world. Teams are always looking for your replacement, for that guy who can do it better. Uh, I think Bradford's out of line. Speaking of, you mentioned Carson Wentz, and we were watching the draft the other night and watching these guys come down the stairs after the name was. Whose idea was that? How hilarious would it be to see somebody fall? And I'm, cer- <laughs> I'm certainly not wishing this, but if they had fallen I, right after getting picked and they tripped and they <laughs> tear up their ankle or ACL falling down the stairs before they even get to the podium. I do laugh when people tumble. It's funny. Tell you what frosts my fanny. You know what frosts my fanny? You watch your language. Did that totally frost your fanny? Get off my lawn. Man, that'll frost your fanny. If your life had a face, I would punch it. That really frosts my fanny. Easy, compadre. Did I just frost your fanny? As a matter of fact, you did. People who bog down the drive through line with extensive or special orders. Yes! I rarely go through the drive-thru. I'm convinced it takes longer than actually getting out of the car and going inside. But my absolute favorite cup of coffee of the day, of my 14 cups I drink throughout the day, (laughs) we really need to get a coffee company to sponsor this show so that I can get some free product. Duncan. And not some crap coffee either. Something strong. Something bold. But the cup I I really enjoy. I love my after-lunch cup of coffee. It's relaxing, and it tastes great. It's chocolate, it's peppermint. It's delicious. (laughs) That's true. It's very refreshing. So I love to get a cup of coffee after lunch, and for whatever reason, that's when I'm most apt to go through the drive-thru line. All I want is a large, hot, black cup of coffee, and I get behind some clown picking up for their entire office. Half of the 21 million things they're ordering must have some sort of special order to it. Yes, can I have two and half sugars, please? These seven have low-fat milk, right? Low-fat milk? Low-fat milk? There are 2,000 calories worth of caramel and whipped cream in your stupid latte. What difference is it if it has low-fat milk? And look, How difficult is it to have your payment ready when you get to the window? I have my payment ready. (laughs) Why can't you have your payment ready? Why are you in the drive-thru lane digging through the depth of your purse to find three pennies? Just get the change back, and then you'll have it for next time. (laughs) Listen, if you're such a wonderful person that you will get drinks and snacks for the entire office building, why do you suddenly then... Stop being Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful and become some sort of, I don't know, form of the devil incarnate by clogging up the drive through lane. Man, you frost my fan. Get out and walk in. Work off some of that caramel and whipped cream. Stop putting all the pressure on low-fat milk to make you skinny and beautiful. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I know you're, we're all beautiful on the inside. <laughs> Just get out of the drive through lane, please. American coffee shops need two lines, an express line for single orders for people like me who have no friends to buy for, and a loser line for all you people with special orders and multiple items. I couldn't agree with you more. 
This happened to me the other day at McDonald's. I was just trying to get a sweet tea, and I was stuck behind someone ordering a meal for 75 people. It was awesome. And they all get special orders. Stop. That's <laughs> not what the drive through is for. Just exactly. get something to move on. Exactly. Title sponsor of Beyond the Game program is Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com, fearing nothing but God. My pest of the week is U.S. Senator Gene Shaheen, a Democrat from New Hampshire who is calling on the NFL to release its PSI findings from the 2015 season, specifically those involving the New England Patriots and the Deflategate scandal that just doesn't seem to go away. Stop. It is Senator Shaheen's opinion that if the NFL is going to punish Tom Brady for deflating footballs, then the league has the burden of proof to show that Brady and the Patriots did indeed deflate said footballs. She doesn't believe the league has any credible evidence in the case. She tweeted on Wednesday that at NFL commission should release results of checked balls Public has right to know no credible evidence against hashtag TB12. And she included a link to an article with the headline, Tom Brady's lawyers missed the point, his innocence. She makes her point, this despite the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruling Monday to reinstate Brady's deflate gate four game suspension. Last week I mentioned U.S. Representative Mike Honda a Democrat from California's 17th Congressional District, he used Twitter to label Kurt Schilling a coward and a hater because of Schilling's differing opinion. Do you people have anything better to do? Is this really the American political system at work? Get off Twitter. Go work on something more meaningful like your constituents pay you to do. I wonder if soon we're going to see New York politicians demanding that Major League Baseball prohibit defensive shifts. Or perhaps a California politician calling on the NBA to suspend the playoffs until Steph Curry recovers from injury. Go do some honest work. U.S. Senator Gene Shaheen is my Pest of the Week. Yes. My Pest of the Week is Jason Terry. He guaranteed, guaranteed a win against the Warriors in Game 5. Then he goes out and shoots 0 for 7 and scores 0 points in 22 minutes played. Dude, you guaranteed a win and then went out and did absolutely nothing to help your team win. You're my Pest of the Week, Jason Terry. My Pest of the Week is NHL team officials who voted on the Vesna Trophy finalists. The Rangers' Henrik Lundqvist had the NHL's highest 5-on-5 save percentage, yet wasn't chosen. Ben Bishop, who had the exact same record as Lundqvist, was. As was Jonathan Quick, who was 28th in the league in save percentage. Lundqvist had a great season despite being among the league leaders in high-danger shots faced because of the Rangers' leaky defense. He was far more deserving of a Vezina nomination than was Jonathan Quick. Hashtag bitter. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Game. Beyond the Game has been brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. Give them a call, 585-426-5024. Tell them Benson and the guys sent you... Thanks for joining us. For those guys, Zach and Darren, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Have a great week, everybody. Everybody.